Uh, So Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3. If you'd like to follow along, it's on the screen. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Good morning, everyone. Let's take a seat again. Well, good morning. It is so good to be sharing with you this morning. How good is it to have a church where it's, it's like hard to stop people talking? Like, that's the best. It's great. Uh, if I haven't met you yet, if you're new or visiting, my name's Noah. I'm one of the pastors here at Corowa Baptist, and um, it's so good to be sharing with you this morning. The title of my message is Starting Well, Finishing Well. Starting Well, Finishing Well. It's that time of year again, isn't it? It's time of year where we look back at the year that's been, and uh, some of us, 2017 was a great year. We scored goals. Uh, for some of us, it wasn't so good a year, and it's, we're just relieved it's behind us. Um, for others of us, we're still wondering why it's not 2016 and where the year's just gone, but it's all good. Um, but how do we finish well? And you know, we don't only look backwards, do we? We also look forward. January's coming up and we start to think about uh, plans for the, the year ahead and getting things together. We, um, I've just enrolled in my study units for the year ahead and we start to think about what we need for work or school and pulling things together. Some of us make New Year's resolutions. I'm going to eat healthier or I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to go to the gym, etc., etc. Or some of us have given up on making New Year's resolutions because we know they're not going to make January the 18th, let alone December. But how do we finish well? How do we finish well and how do we start well? Because behind the jokes and behind the New Year's resolutions, there's something really serious here, isn't there? As we look back over the year... I'm sure that um, some, if not many of you, will find yourselves drifting in one of two directions. Either we start to look at what we did do, what we did achieve, and we go, "I, I, I did it, I did it, and we feel proud, or even maybe self righteous that I can do it myself, or arrogant. Or we go the other way and we look at what we didn't do, and we feel crushingly like a failure. We tend to drift in one of two directions. And this shows, if you have any, even the vaguest um, uh, resonance with that, it shows that at our deepest heart level, our identity, our self-worth, who we are, is so often tied up with our performance. We can spend this time of year so caught up with how well we did or didn't do, or, or maybe we, we try and ignore that and we, we hide ourselves from that with all the busyness and the chaos and, and the holidays and the excess. This is important because what we worry about, what we feel proud about, what we look back, when we look back over the year and go, this is what drove me emotionally, this is what resonates, this is what, what, what pushes me forward, 
or, 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 or drives my heart, that is what we're putting our identity in. What we're finding our worth in saying, if I have that, then I'm somebody. That is what we worship. I've got a quote here from an American author called David Foster Wallace. And he, he's an atheist, um, but I think he has something really profound about worship. He says this. He says, In the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there is actually no such thing as atheism. There is no such thing as not worshipping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. And the compelling reason, remember he's an atheist, he says, the compelling reason for maybe choosing some sort of God or spiritual type thing to worship, be it JC or Allah or Yahweh or the Wiccan Mother Goddess or the Four Noble Truths or some inviolable set of ethical principles, is that pretty much everything else you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money and things, if that's where you tap real meaning in life, you will never have enough. You will never feel you have enough. Worship your body and beauty and allure and you'll always feel ugly. And when time and age start showing, you will die a million deaths before they finally grieve you. We all worship. Everybody worships. And I, I think that's, that's true for us as well. Look back over the year. What was it that so held you? Whether it's, if, if only I'm successful at work. If only uh, my kids are happy and, and they're doing well. If only people like me or, or people notice me, then I'd be good enough. Each and every one of us has a deep-seated tendency to make idols of things that will satisfy, we hope will satisfy our deepest desires. Even, we might say, oh, I believe in Jesus, I trust in Jesus. But what, what, what drives us emotionally, that is what we really worship. And at this time of year as we have a bird's eye view over the year that's just been, over the way we've spent our time, our our money, our energy, it often shouts out what our idols really are. I said in the beginning that I was talking about the title, Finishing Well, Starting Well. How do we finish the year well? How do we start 2018 well? So why, why am I talking about this? Because our deepest desires, if our deepest desires is anything other than God, we will never finish the year satisfied. It will never be enough. Even, even if our desire, if the, our goal is to please God, even if, thing, I'm just gonna, if I can just please God, then I'll be, feel good about myself. You will never have enough. You will never feel good enough. There will always be things that, that, that crush you. You will never have enough. And the funny and ironic thing about following Jesus is that if you're trying to finish well, you've already missed it. In fact, you can't finish well. If you think to yourself, well, last year, 2017, I tried finishing well. I I, I tried to stop sinning and pull my life together and just try harder. Didn't go so well, but but hey, 2018 is going to be the year. I'm just going to pull myself together. I'm going to stop sinning and have faith, and I'm just just going to win this time. No, you won't. Stop it. You can't overcome it, and you will never overcome it. You are no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin. Your your own goodness, your own merit, your own devotion will not save you, won't save your family, it won't, won't, won't be enough. There's only one, and he's the one that took your place. As we read in Hebrews before, it said, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. 
He, he's already run the race. What does the passage say? Fix your eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorned the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He did it for you, for me, for us and our salvation. He ran in your place. I was thinking about this earlier going, um, my parents are staying with me at the moment. I love having my parents with me. It's awesome. And uh, my parents would never give me up for anything. They love me. They would never give me up. I'm sure those of you that are parents would say the same about your kids. You'd never give them up. And yet, at the cross, God chose us over Jesus. He chose us over his own son. He felt like we were more valuable to him than his own son. Who would do that? And yet that is exactly what God has done in Jesus. He finished it. He gave Jesus for you and for me. And when we start with that, oh, think about that for a second. He said, and he sat down. He sat down. What does that mean? There was nothing left to do. There was nothing left to do. It's finished. And so now we start with Jesus. We don't start with trying harder, trying to pull ourselves together. No, no, we simply surrender to him. And through his Holy Spirit in us, he does what we could never do. Hebrews said that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. That is, he started it. And if he started it, he's going to finish it in you. He is enough. It's still Jesus. It'll always keep being Jesus. It'll never stop being Jesus. If, if, his, if what he did was enough to save you, it's enough to carry you through whatever circumstances, whatever trial or challenge or sin or temptation you face in 2018. Jesus is enough. And so we start well and finish well when we fix our eyes on Jesus. If we are so consumed with Christ that our, our relationships, our work, our study, our, our, our friendships, everything becomes peripheral to Christ. If we're so consumed with Christ and, and we start and finish well when we look not at our own performance, but at His performance. We look not at what we do because we, we never will have enough, but Jesus has finished it for us. And now we realize that we have an identity. We are the beloved of God. The loved, we're so loved by God that our identity in Him is so unshakable. It's not based, we can't get out of it. If we trust in Jesus, nothing done to us or, or we do will ever change that. Our identity as the beloved of God is so unshakable that nothing and no one in 2018 will ever be able to separate us from Christ. And so when Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your eyes on on Jesus. It's calling us to fix our mind. Use your imagination. Picture yourself holding on to Christ. Use your senses. Hold out to Him. Hold on to Him. Use your emotions. Feel His joy. Share what you're feeling with Him. Tell Him your emotions. Weep with Him. Use your time. Practice the presence of God. Practice remembering that in every moment, every moment, He's with you, really with you. He invites us to do this, that, that this is every moment is an invitation to a deeper relationship to Christ. As I was preparing this talk, it suddenly dawned on me that we all have um, measures of success by which we judge the year. 
by which we think this is good, this is bad. We, we did well, we didn't do well. And, and we, our, our language we use around these measures of success often gives away our, our heart's idols. We say things like, oh, that was a waste of time. And think about it, what's that saying? It's saying that, that our value is when we achieve. Saying, if I'm, I'm good enough if I achieve enough in my time. But no, the gospel and Hebrews 12 reminds us that our year is valuable, not by how much we do or what happens over the year. Our value has already been secured in what Jesus has done for us. And so it's not by what happens to us or what we do, but by how closely we walk to him, how much we trust in him. He invites us in Hebrews 18. He says all these things, fix your eyes on Jesus so that... You won't become weary so that you won't lose heart, so that through every temptation and trial, fix your eyes on Jesus. So how do we finish 2017 well? How do we start the year well? First is realizing you can't. You don't have what it takes. In fact, if we just try harder, we will either feel, like I said before, proud and arrogant or crushed and insignificant. But the gospel provides a third way, saying no. Christ has given us ultimate and and unchanging meaning. I am the beloved of God and nothing can change that. Christ has done it all for us. And as I draw close to him, his spirit enables me, enables you, to do incredibly more, as it says in Ephesians, incredibly more than all we ask or seek or imagine. To Him be the glory. And so my prayer for you is this. As you step into 2018, may you draw close to Him. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Look at what He has done. Draw close to Him. Reach out to Him. And may you be so filled with hope that no matter what happens, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that there is nothing, nothing, nothing that can change the fact that you love us. We're the beloved of God and we're so secure in that. Lord, thank you that no matter what comes at us in 2018, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who gave up everything for the joy set before him, He endured the cross. He scorned its shame and he sat down. He finished it for us. Lord, I pray that we would do the same, that we would rest in your finished work. Lord, I pray that nothing that that, that we, we experience will take our eyes off Jesus. And I pray over 2018, Lord, may we, may this be a year where we draw closer to you when we realize we do not have what it takes, but as we look to you, that your spirit in us enables us to do incredibly more than all we ask or seek or imagine. We trust you, Lord. And as we step into this year, we fix our eyes on Jesus. May that be true in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different today. And we're going to spend some time praying in small groups. So turn around Grab a bunch of, say, three or five people and pray for the year ahead. Pray that you would draw close to Christ, that you would fix your eyes on Christ. Because if you pray for it, God will answer that prayer. Let's do it.
me. Caleb. Father, we thank you that you have incredible plans for us. You're for us and not against us. And Lord, we lift all these prayers to you today.